Hello, Mama! Excited to be back with you today. I hope you're having an amazing day and that you, um, I just hope you've gotten like a treat today, that you've gotten something that really lights up your soul and gotten to have that moment alone with God just to enjoy that treat, whatever that might be. I think right now I'm thinking of the iced coffee I just finished and I wish there was some more of it. <laughs> but I just hope you're uh, having a great day and I'm excited to be here with you to continue part two of our episode um, on uh, wishing the time away and how we can stop doing this as mothers. Um, if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you go back and listen to that first. We talked about why this feeling, if you've ever had it and you know that feeling of just wanting um, nap time to come or wanting bedtime to come or wanting the season to change. And if you felt that and kind of felt guilt with that, I, I first talked about how this is normal and, and to some extent healthy and that it's okay. We don't need to feel this this deep shame and guilt when this comes up, but what how we can kind of shift our thoughts around it. And I started uh, going through the three steps that I want you to take to analyze um, and kind of look at what might be happening. So if these thoughts have been consuming your mom life, been consuming your ability to stay present with your kids, then that's to a place where I don't think it's healthy. And so we're going to look at what might be going on, what might be causing this. And I'm going to walk you through three steps. I walked through step one in the last episode um, so that you can really be equipped to kind of handle this situation, handle this conversation, handle these thoughts. Uh, first, we got to get rid of the shame and the guilt. That's not helpful. But then we can look and we with fresh eyes, see if there's anything we need to shift in order to not be consumed by this because we are called to be present. Uh, we can't let this be an, an excuse not to be present because God has something beautiful for us in every single season, no matter how hard it is, even if it's not our favorite. And so we've got to make sure that we're fighting for that perspective. And we, we talked about how we, we need to choose to love motherhood every day. And it, it is a choice. And there's things we're not going to love, but we got to make that choice to go into motherhood with that mentality. So today we're going to continue on with the next two steps. The first step was assess. Uh, the question I asked you was, are, are you being faithful to your calling? And we kind of talked about the different facets of that and how that might interfere with being present in your relationship with your kids and your motherhood. Today, we're going to go through the next two steps, ask and analyze. And yeah, I'm excited to equip you with this so that you can kind of figure out what's happening, figure out what might be getting in the way. Make sure you have a notebook and pen because we got to do the work here. Don't just listen. My encouragement to you, I know a lot of you might be working out or driving. So, you know, maybe if you're at a stoplight, like take a couple notes. I don't know if that's legal. So I don't know if I should say that. Pull over to the side of the road. Remember the three steps. Go back. I don't know. Go, go and listen later and, and, and just take some time to journal with God so that you can really reflect on this and not just hear it. Okay, mama, I'm excited. I think it's time to jump in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. 
right, mama. Okay, so we're diving into how to stop uh, being consumed by this counting the minutes or counting the days until we're done with the, the day or done with the season. And we talked already about the first step, which is assess. Am I being faithful to my calling? Now we're going to move to the second step, ask. So for the second step, I really want you to ask God, God, what are you wanting to teach me in this season? Because we talked about it a minute ago, or maybe in the last episode, we every season that we're in, God wants to use it. Every single hard thing that we walk through, God wants to use it. He wants to turn it all for good. He promises to do that, but we have to allow him to do that. And so maybe why you're feeling discontent in this season is because you're just focusing on how hard it is. You're focusing on all the things you have to carry and all of those things are real. But maybe there is something, maybe the purpose in all of this is there and there's going to be fulfillment in that purpose, but you have to ask God what it is. There's something he he wants to do in you that's going to equip you for the next season that's essential for you to have going forward. And he wants to do amazing things with that. That'll be um, more in line with your passions and your gifts and and the bigger calling that he has on your, your life. But But maybe right now you're not ready for that because he needs to do something in this season right now. And so if we, if we don't ask him that and we, and we miss it completely, one, we're not going to be equipped for the next season. We're not going to be ready. We're not going to be prepared. So we're not going to get to move on or we're going to move on and and not quite be ready for it. And in addition to that, we also are going to feel discontent because we can't see the the bigger picture. We're just stuck in that uh, small staring down at our feet, um, not looking up at the horizon and and all of the color all around us that it's, you know, maybe we're in like a desert land, like right here in this, you can only see the dirt and the dust and it's hot uh, and you want to be out of it. But if you lift your eyes and you look at the bigger picture, oh, wow, but do you see that up ahead? There's an oasis coming. Check that out. No, <laughs> oasis doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. There's always going to be hard things. But when we when we lift our eyes and we start to look at the, the big picture, what is God doing in us? What is God doing in our lives? Where is he taking us? Then we don't get so caught in this feeling of being stuck. Because I think that's part of what happens when we're counting the minutes is we feel stuck. We feel like we're trapped. There's nothing that we can do to get out of that. And so part of getting out of being trapped, parting of, part of throwing off those shackles is changing our perspective and looking up and looking to see what God has for us. And maybe he can, can gl- give us a glimpse that's uh, even past the horizon, like over that mountain that we can only see the mountain and it looks big and daunting and we don't really want to climb it. But on the other side, whoa, maybe he can give a glimpse of what's there. And it's this beautiful land of flowing milk and honey, right? Whatever it is. So that's one of the things I want you to do is, is kind of reflect on what my God want to teach me in this season? What do I think he's trying to build inside of me? What am I missing because I'm so caught in the feeling trapped, in the boredom, in the minutiae, and all these little things I have to do that constantly tear at me? But I wonder what he wants to do with that, how he's going to turn all of those hard things for good. And then once you, you see those things, once he speaks to you what he might be trying to build inside of you, then you can use that as a filter that you carry into every situation, every moment with your kids, every moment throughout the day. 
And it's going to give you more purpose and more direction and, and more passion. So like, okay, maybe God is trying to teach you patience in this season. I know for most of us, that's something God wants to do in the midst of motherhood because it's kind of essential and it's the perfect breeding ground to, to learn that. And so you know, maybe that's one of the things he's wanting to teach you. And so now as you're, you're going to get the snacks and your kid is having a hard time being them being patient, right? And you're feeling um, like, why am I doing this? I'm just getting another snack, a million snack. This time of the day, my kid's not even being grateful. I'm trying to teach them how to do that. And it's not even working. And so you find yourself in that and you can feel trapped of like, oh, this is a million snack. How long until nap time? But as you're going into that now, you can remember, wait a minute, what is God trying to teach me in this? Even as I'm walking to get the snack, even as I'm watching my child not respond well to the situation and not handle it well, what is he trying to teach me? Oh, right. Patience. Okay. Okay. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. I'm going to go into this and I'm going to be the most patient I can be. I'm going to be so filled with grace. I'm going to be so filled with love. Now, it doesn't mean we don't set firm consequences and we don't call out behavior that is uh, disobedient or disrespectful. We'll get into that. But we're going in with patience because all of those things need to be done with patience and love. Um, we can't correct in anger or that's that's not God's way. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to be talking about that soon. But now you're going in to get the snack and your goal is patience. It's not just to get the snack and hand it to the child. You're thinking through the lens of, okay, How can I be the most patient in this moment? Trying to pull the string cheese open and it's not pulling open and I want to get frustrated at it. Okay, maybe I've been there. (laughs) Sometimes those string cheeses, man, will not open. I think maybe patience is something that God wants to teach me. Maybe that's where that came from. Uh, But now you're thinking, okay, wow, this is another opportunity. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to rely on the Holy Spirit to give me strength to open this string cheese. Okay, now that sounds so silly. And it is in in a way, but it's also real. Like those little moments, especially when they add up, can be so trying. And it can be, you know, like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like that little string cheese just sets you over the edge. But instead, we're reframing things. And so now we're, we're having a new strength to be in this situation. But we're also having a new purpose. It's not just to get the snack for the little one, which already there's a lot of purpose in that, right? We're nourishing their bodies. We're keeping them alive. I mean, there's so many amazing things. We're showing them love through an act of service. Like there's so much there. But maybe there's a, this added purpose purpose that's going to help you feel more fulfilled in that and that you're seeing it through this lens of, okay, right now I'm building on this patience. And so every moment throughout that day when you're feeling bored or you're starting to count the minutes, you can now think through that lens of, okay, huh, how can I be more patient right now? What does that look like? How can I, how can I see it through this lens? And so it's like almost like you're giving yourself this little challenge um, throughout the day and uh, allowing, I mean, really it's a challenge from God, but you're reminding yourself of it. So it's kind of this extra perspective on the day and it can kind of, if, if something feels boring or too simple or again, you're stuck, it can kind of just give that added perspective so that you have more refreshment, like more excitement. Like, I don't, maybe it's just me. I love challenges. I love the idea of like overcoming and uh, getting stronger and, you know, doing it even better. And so if that's you, maybe that fuels you and excites you. But for all of us, I think there's, there's some level of growth mentality. I think we all want to grow and get closer to God and become better mothers and better humans and all of these things. I think that's an innate desire that God put inside of all of us. And so you can begin to see 
motherhood through that lens, that it's not just, not that there's anything wrong with just, but it's not just about the kids. It's not just about taking care of them. It's not just about pouring into them. It's also about building you up and what God wants to do in you. And you're going to take everything that you learn in this season, and it's going to be used for the next season. And God's going to use it for more good than you can imagine. Okay, so that's step number two. Number one is assess. You assess, am I being faithful to my calling and looking through all of the ways uh, to make sure that you are being faithful. See if there's anything that you need to change there. Second one we just went through is ask, ask God what he wants to teach me in this season. What is it that he wants to show me? How is he going to equip me and strengthen me in the midst of this trial? Okay, and then analyze is our third step and our final step. So with analyze, I want you to begin analyzing your life with your kids because sometimes the reason we're counting the minutes is because we're kind of stuck in some motherhood ruts. We're stuck in doing some old things that really don't bring us joy that we don't enjoy doing with our kids. So we just kind of dread them and feel the minutes tick by. I mean, think about any activity that you do that you don't love. Like you can feel those minutes, right? They, they feel so long, like time is so relative. The feeling of time is so relative. And so it's the same in motherhood as if we're doing something that is draining us, that, that we don't enjoy, that we don't feel connected to, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring us to that place where we're counting the minutes. And so I want you to look at the facets of your motherhood. I want you to look at your relationship with your kids. I want you to look at the things you enjoy and specifically that you enjoy with your kids. And I want you to begin kind of um, unpacking that, like writing out a list of like, what do you love to do with your kids? And maybe two separate lists. One is like, what do you love to do with your kids? Like what brings you joy? What helps the minutes uh, wash away? And then the second list of like, what drains you in motherhood? What um, activities or tasks tasks are difficult and kind of steal your energy? And, And again, you can feel those minutes just ticking slowly by. Now there's gonna be stuff on both sides and just because there's one thing on one side um, that that drains you doesn't mean that it's something you can get rid of completely, right? Like maybe uh, a imaginary play completely drains you and it's awful. Sometimes I feel that way. Most times I feel that way. Sometimes we get into a good mode with it and I'm like, okay, this is fun. Yeah. But most of the time it's, it's challenge for me and it doesn't, it doesn't fuel me. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to play imaginary play with my kids. That doesn't mean that I can stop that completely because my my kids are in a season that that's what they're all about, especially my three-year-old. And so I can't just give that up. But I do want you to notice it because it's okay to notice that. It doesn't mean you're, again, you're a bad mom. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. We're all going to have things that light us up and fuel us and things that drain us. That's just part of uh, how God made us differently. And, and how he wired us is suited for the calling that we have. And we all have different callings. So it's natural that we're going to each have different things that drain us and fuel us. So I want you to make those two separate lists. And I want you to do it without judgment of yourself. Just write it down like black and white. What fuels you? What drains you? There's no judgment. It doesn't matter how many things are in each category. It doesn't matter what things are in each category. It's all okay. Again, God made you different. And so this is just kind of um, signifying some of the things that are inside of you. 
Now, in a different season, maybe you have a really short fueling list and most of the tasks and um, playing things and activities are on the draining list. And that that can feel challenging. And you look at it and you're like, there's only like one or two things that fuel me. Hey, maybe for you, this is not the season of motherhood that you're going to love. Maybe you're crafted more for uh, a different age. And again, it doesn't mean we get to abandon this and not be present and not be pour our all into it. It just means it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge. But again, God's going to use that, turn it for good, build something inside of us. So um, I say that just so you don't judge it, because maybe in the next season of when your kids are five years older, whenever that next season, whenever you draw that line, maybe you're it's going to be flipped. Maybe almost everything is going to fuel you and there's going to be very little that drains you, you know. So just do it without judgment. And I don't want you to think about what your kids love, if I haven't made that clear. Like, it's not about what they love. It's not about what lights them up. Now, that is important, but that's a separate list. This is not on these two lists. Right now, this is about what lights you up as a mom. Now, the things that light your kid up, maybe you can add it to the list, but but we don't know what side it's going to go on. Maybe it'll go on the draining side. Maybe it'll go on the fueling side. I don't know. But this is about you and what, what brings you that life and energy and joy. So for me, just to give you some examples, um, one of the biggest uh, draining things for me, generally speaking, is when we're at home, like just being in the presence of home. There's something about it that just drives me crazy and just drains me. And I keep checking the clock and I feel this pull to look at my phone, even though I've really cut a ton of that addiction um, because of all these measures I've put with um, yeah, limit, like taking apps off and all these different things. I think I shared about it in a, a, episode, a few episodes ago, but I, I just feel that pull. Cause I'm like trying to, to make the time go by. I'm trying to find that kind of satisfaction and it's very challenging for me. And so I I've noticed this about myself that generally home can be that place. And even on the weekends, like my husband want to want to kind of hang out at the house and have the kids play or whatever. And I'm like, we have to get out (laughs) because I I do end up being at home uh, so often during the week with the kids. And so on the weekends, it's like this chance to just completely get away, just do all the fun things outside of the home. But I've noticed that about me. So now I know on days that I'm struggling or days that I'm able to, we need to get away from the house. Now there's a few exceptions. So there are certain things, um, and it depends on the season a little bit. Sometimes I get burnt out on something, but at least right now, the things that actually I do love when we're, to do while we're here, um, the first one, especially because summer is just beginning here and um, there's been some really hot days and then it keeps getting back to cold, which is annoying, but soon it'll be super hot every day and I'll be complaining about that. So I need to be grateful. But um, I love water play. I love, we have like a blow up pool out there. We have um, a splash pad. I just love being out in the kid with the kids when we're outside in the sun, often invite friends over. And it's just a good time. Like I feel so fulfilled. I feel it's rich. Everyone's just enjoying themselves. Um, and so that's something that I definitely don't go crazy doing. I actually love doing that. That fuels me. So that's one of the exceptions to being at home. Another exception, and this one does depend on the week, but generally baking cookies. Like I've been experimenting a little bit with some like healthy cookie recipes and um, that way I don't feel as guilty when I eat a lot and give them to my children. Um, and so I have been loving that. We don't do it every week, but when we do it, it's really enjoyable. I'm, I'm enjoying the process. I enjoy the result, obviously. And so that's something that like when I'm kind of feeling that itch of, oh, I'm starting to count the minutes. I'm like, wait a minute, let's do 
that because I know I loved to bake and I know my son loves, sometimes he loves the process. He always loves the results. So (laughs) he's always all for it. Another thing that uh, when we're at home that can fuel me, again, this one depends, but it's cleaning. So I never do like super deep cleaning with my when my kids are there, but doing dishes, picking up the house, doing laundry, that kind of stuff I absolutely do when my kids are awake. And that can actually be fueling to me at times because I think it's just like feeling productive and feeling like I'm moving. And I think sometimes it's that stagnation um, of being a mother, being in the middle of motherhood where you're like, what are we even doing? We're just playing. There's nothing, there's nothing getting checked off. Like uh, that, even though that's good at times, it can, it can create that feeling of counting the minutes. And so sometimes like, okay, I need to take a break and go clean for 30 minutes and that's okay to do. And you can involve your kids. Um, you can have them play separately, you know, whatever works for your family or a mixture of both. But that for me can fuel me sometimes. Another thing for me at home that fuels me, and we're going to talk in a minute about being away from home because that's generally what fuels me even more, but these are just a few things that do fuel me at home, um, but is reading. I love getting to read to my kids. Like I could just read a whole stack of books and not get bored. Uh, I just love getting to do that with them. Now, they don't usually have the patience for more than a handful, but <laughs> if they let me and as they get older, uh, I, I love that time with them and I really, it does fuel me. It doesn't drain me. It feels so nice and refreshing to get to do that with them. So I'm sharing all of of what it looks like for me so you can get some ideas. You can start looking over, okay, while I'm as as I'm listening, does that fuel me? Oh no, reading drains me. I got to put that on my draining list. Okay, what about cooking? You know, where does that go? All of these things. And so I want you to be making this list as I'm talking. And maybe too, you'll get some ideas for some of the new things that you could try probably all the home ones maybe you've tried, but now I'm going to share what fuels me outside of the home. Because like I said, generally being at home steals that uh, energy. It's draining for me, except for those few four things that I listed. But for me, the biggest thing that does fuel me is getting out and going on some kind of adventure. This almost always fuels me. And now it doesn't have to be some crazy adventure like going to Disneyland or something crazy, right? It's these simple things that you just create into these little adventures that for me give me so much fuel. Okay, so my number one one that's the simplest to do, can do it almost any day. I mean, I guess depends on your weather, but um, is to have a picnic. So it's so simple. You just pack whatever kind of lunch, even if it's peanut butter and jelly, and you pack up and you go somewhere, sometimes even the backyard. And even that sometimes just feels refreshing. Like let's mix up what we're doing. Sometimes we take it to the park. Sometimes we take it on a hike. Sometimes we take it to the beach. Like there's so many places you can have a picnic and it's just so simple. Like literally if you just get out and go on a walk and find a random patch of grass and have a picnic, (laughs) at least for me, it can be so fueling. So that's my number one one that just works all the time. Um, 
some others that some of them were kind of uh, connected to the picnic, but it's going for a walk. I love going for a walk. It just, it energizes me. We're outside in nature, the fresh air, we're getting exercise. Um, it's just such a great time for all of us. And I really, and even, you know, it's kind of like, like that stagnation we're talking about. I think sometimes we just have to get movement, like physical movement, and that can get us out of that. And so it's almost just that act of physically moving and doing something that can kind of break you out of that mentality. And really, this is like the number one thing I do when I'm feeling kind of ugh, when I'm feeling kind of stuck, when I'm feeling kind of oh, just blah. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have got to get on a walk. This is crucial. And so we just, even if it's hard, usually it feels uh, impossible. Like how are we going to get on a walk? We have to put pants on. We got to put shoes on. We got to pack the stroller. We got to get water bottles. We, you know, like there's so many tasks. It feels like so much, but it's always worth it. It's never not been worth it. Except for maybe one time my son had a major meltdown uh, very early on in the walk. That one was not worth it. But that's been the exception out of probably hundreds of times that we have gone out on a walk. And if there's any of you new mamas listening and you have a little newborn, that too is one of the biggest things I recommend in that those early stages is as much as possible with your baby, without your baby, get out on a walk. It's like one of the best things you can do to really just keep that mental health, keep that stamina going, refresh yourself. And so really like as much as you can in that season specifically, like get out on a walk. And sometimes for us, even like walking to the place that we're trying to go makes it just feel so much more exciting. Like for example, some Friday mornings I'm not working. And so sometimes we'll, we'll walk over to uh, our local bagel sandwich place and go get breakfast there. That is so fun. Like I feel so stoked about what we're doing. I feel excited about the day. The kids love it. It's just such a fun time. And so incorporating a walk into wherever you're going, like if, if instead of driving, you could walk there and I know that's not possible for everyone, but if it is do it, it's so worth it. Okay, a few others. Um, the park, sometimes that's a hit or miss one for me. Sometimes um, I what happens for us is I end up talking to all the moms that are there. And so I feel like I'm not really getting to connect with my kids and I can feel a little stagnant there. So it depends. But sometimes the park is great for us. Um, the beach is always a great one for us. I love getting out to the beach. That's so filling. Uh, the zoo, that's so fun. And for us, we have like this local zoo that's two dollars to get into and so it's such an easy one it's so fun to do um we have a lake around us just walking around the lake is so fun uh going and getting treats so kind of like the breakfast i talked about like walking and going and getting frozen yogurt or walking and going and getting ice cream you know whatever that is walking go get dinner like just that is just so so refreshing for me at least everyone's gonna be different again okay so i gave you enough examples I hope you have your list by now. And so I, I hope you've been able to identify what you love to do with your kids. Not just what they love to do, but what do you love to do? And so my challenge to you is to look at that list of those things you love and figure out how you can incorporate those more into your week. Figure out how you can spend more days doing that, more time doing that, because that's going to give you more energy to really pour into your kids and really keep showing up and being present for this season that feels really challenging. 
Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, okay, this fuels me, but my kids don't love it. And my encouragement to you is, one, it's okay to do things that your kids don't love. Like, they don't get to choose everything all the time. And if they do, they're going to begin to think the world revolves around them. Like, I actually think it's very healthy for you to say, no, actually, today we're going to do what mommy wants to do, and we're going to go do this. And, you know, maybe you guys take turns choosing, or they get a certain day of the week, they get to choose the activity. But I think it's really healthy that you are the parent and you decide this is what we're doing. And I'm going to tell you that when you do that, the more often and regularly you go and do those things, the more likely they are going to be to enjoy them. I found this in my kids is sometimes they feel like resistant to going on a walk, for example, if it's been like sometimes we'll get out of the routine of it and, you know, two or three weeks go by and we haven't really gone on a a solid walk. Um, And they are kind of like, oh, I don't want to go on a walk. But then as soon as we're out there enjoying themselves and then, you know, or a couple weeks in a row of doing that, then they're like, oh, I want to go on a walk. And so it kind of helps them imagine what life could be like. But also it's okay if they don't get there. It's okay to keep choosing it even if they never get there. I mean, for example, my son is in a phase where he just loves to play. Like if he could have his way, he would stay home every day in his pajamas and just play all day long and he would be perfectly content. Now, I don't think that's healthy for him. So I am not going to allow him to choose that. He needs to get out. And once he gets out, he usually loves whatever he's doing. Like he loves going to preschool. He loves going on these adventures. It's always a good time. But I have to kind of uh, force him to do that. And he um, at times does not want to do that. But that is okay. In fact, it's good. So sit down and map out your week. Where can you put more of these things in? How can you spend more time doing these things that fuel you? And I really encourage you, uh, especially if you're at home with your kids or you get time with your kids every day, have something every day that lights you up in this way, that fuels you. And just make this a regular thing, a non-negotiable in your life because it's super essential. Like if you, if your kids are going to be better for it too because you're going to show up uh, as your full self. You're going to show up filled up and not depleted pleated. So it's it's really a win-win for everyone. Now, also have to, you know, make those sacrifices and schedule time where they get, you get to do imaginary play with them, even though you really don't want to, it's going to drain you, but then have some other activity afterwards that's going to fuel you. And so we, we don't, we do want to sacrifice for our kids and, and give them those moments where we're really connected to what they're doing and what they want to do. That just can't be all the time. So I hope that you can fit this in and figure out how to make this happen on a daily basis. And I'm excited for you. So make sure you go through the four steps, three steps, assess, ask, and analyze, figure out what changes need to be made. And I believe you're going to stop counting those minutes and I'm excited for you. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you again for motherhood. I thank you for trusting us with this amazing task. And I thank you that uh, we just get to raise these amazing kids. Lord, I just pray you would help us to see it in your light, God. Help us to approach motherhood uh, the way you want us to, God. And help us to find ways that it can fuel us and excite us and motivate us, God. And, And even when it doesn't, God. Give us the the strength to push through. Give us the perspective to be present, God, and to allow your work, your good, God, to be turned in it, even when it's hard, even when we don't want to. God, we just pray that every day we would just find places for gratitude and just to be uh, grateful and sit in looking at everything that you've given us, God. You're so good. Help us never lose sight of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.